On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Tate and I are opting out of the season. We have formally yes. decided that in the interest of the safety and health and well-being of all the players, all the coaches, all the listeners, mm-hmm. really every citizen of this world, we feel like it's in the best interest of everybody if college we basketball shuts down. Uh, there is no more college basketball. It's been canceled, and yep. we, we're kind of sorry, but also it's in the interest of your own safety, so we're opting out. We're yes, all opting we out apologize. We have mutually decided to mm-hmm. part ways with this season. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a fun run. Uh, we appreciate you. So... Ohio State lost tonight. We're recording this Thursday night. We North Ohio Carolina State, got blown out got by Marquette. Out by so Marquette. I don't know if you listened to us a couple weeks ago when we said, uh, "Suck it, haters." You know, our, our teams are great. You know, we just want to listen. Walk that I, back. I'm standing by it. Uh, Ohio State is still great. Uh, we're, we're, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the Michigan State. We we all saw what happened. Yep. I'm going full Aisha yep. Curry mode. Just yeah. copy paste her tweet. Yep. Send it out. Yep. You all. Uh, but Tate's a little more fired up about what transpired in Chapel Hill. So we, we'll entertain that a little bit. We, may, maybe we get a Coach K successor power rankings. Out yes. Who knows? Uh, with with Wojo coming into Chapel with Hill. Cable. What is going on in Pitt? Pitt. Oh Ooh. my God. We, we gotta we gotta keep track of that. Um, on a more positive note, two two things. Things are happening. One, the Michigan hype train is full steam ahead. Yes, full yes. steam ahead. Best they, team in the country. But people are saying. People are saying. People are saying Michigan. We just we just witnessed them uh, just wipe the floor with Iowa. Uh, Hunter Dickinson ate Luca Garza's lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all the things I've I've tried to pretend aren't true about Michigan are starting to become true. Uh, they are very very good, very and good. we'll acknowledge that. But also at the same time, if we're talking about uh, modes of transportation that are full steam ahead. Mm. The must bus. Oh, yes. The must yes, bus. Yes. Uh, Arkansas beats Alabama. Um, Arkansas, I think, have won, they've won eight, eight SEC games. Yeah, yeah, eight SEC games in a row. Uh, the last team to beat them was Alabama. They beat, Alabama smoked them, if you remember the mm-hmm. first game. They won by like 31 or something. Uh, but Arkansas got revenge, looking good. Must bus is happening. Shout out to him. We might talk about that a little bit. A uh, ton of upsets the last few days. Illinois loses to Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State beat Ohio State, obviously, uh, as well. Oklahoma loses. Alabama, I said. Uh, Virginia Tech was smoked by Georgia Tech. NC State beats Virginia. What's happening in the ACC? Who There's knows? a ton to talk about. Baylor almost lost. Mm. Um, we have Andy Katz joining us later to yes. talk about his tears, like we we do most Fridays. And, uh, of course, I got a Pac-12 update that is basically just going to be a bunch of voicemails from, I believe, Oregon fans. I think mm. that's what we have in store. I don't know. I, th- I told our production team to surprise me. They said we got a lot of Pac-12 uh, voicemails. So I was like, play Let's em. play Let's em. play yeah. Let's yeah. West Coast fun. basketball. All of that is coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. All right, I'll get my misery out of the way first, Tate, because I, mm. I, uh, the last time, uh, last show, uh, I, the, the tears I was crying was because Ohio State lost to Michigan, and I said I'm not mad, and you know, obviously, I was not exactly calm about the whole deal. Mm. Uh, this time around, I'm genuinely not mad. I just kind of, I, 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 uh, I, I felt like, um, like Holtman got tossed tonight. If you missed the game, Ohio State was was ho- the refs were bad both ways. We'll put it that way. We'll put it bad. We'll, we'll, the refs were bad both ways. But I, 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 coming into this game, I felt like Michigan State was going to win anyway. And I'm not just saying that because I'm pessimistic. It's just Michigan State's hot and like the narrative is forming. The the, the mm-hmm. cement is drying on the narrative of Tom Izzo figuring it out as we're hitting. Did Mars. he wait too long? Wait, wait, yeah, yes. like that's the only like, question. That's kind of I, I saw the writing on the wall. I knew Ohio State wasn't going to win after the tough loss against Michigan. Um, I didn't expect it to happen like this. I didn't expect it to be so blatant. So I am I am just hitting control C, mm-hmm. copy and Aisha Curry, mm-hmm. control V. That's my statement on the matter. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to bother getting upset with it. I told you, uh, it reminded me of uh, 
the memory that came to mind was in 2013, because th this was on my mind because I did a video with John Beeline rehashing old Michigan-Ohio State memories. And I remember the game Ohio State played at Michigan in 2013. Aaron Kraft goes up for the, the shot at the end of overtime, and Tim Hardaway just rakes him across the arm. Says mm -hmm. in the post-game press conference, he's like, I fouled him. They didn't call it. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, and it cuts to, after that shot, it cuts to Co Coach Mata. He, he legitimately does not argue. He doesn't yell at any ref. He doesn't say anything. He just starts laughing and walks and goes to shake hands with John Beeline because he's like, what do you do? What do you do? So that's how he feels as a fan. I'm just like, mm, what do you do? I'm not, I'm not going to get upset. That's what they want. What do you do? So I'll move on. That's my official statement on the matter. So that was the opposite of what Chris Holtman did in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Chris Holtman, he's he, he, he is our coach of the program. He is so nice, calm, composed, all those things. Very even keel yeah. would probably be the best descriptor of who he is as a coach. He goes crazy tonight, and uh, rightfully so. There were some very questionable calls. It was a very physical game. Robbie Hummel, yeah. our friend, was on the call, and Robbie, you know, pointed out some. Some questionable. He was yeah. like, I thought that was freedom of motion. Yeah. There was none of that happening in this game. And Coach Holtman, uh, you know, let the officials know. He had a nice little moment with Izzo. Uh, you know, but yeah, fist bump, it, it, fist bump he, he got yeah, teed yeah, up and he yeah. was just like, yeah, good to see you, coach. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm too blinded <laughs> yeah. with rage to actually like have yeah. a nice civil moment here. Izzo probably told him I would have done the same, honestly, Chris. Yeah. Like, oh, I, he yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. I will say this. As an objective college basketball fan, Chris Holtman, this was good for him. I think this was good yeah. for the Chris Holtman brand. One, it shows your team. Like, Dwayne Washington at one point had to calm him down. You know, that's yeah. always good when the player is like, coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what's funny? I just thought about this as I'm, as uh, I can, I could feel uh, the friend to the program listening like mm. rolling their eyes at me complaining about the fish shady I, which by the way i said it's bad both ways so you can't both get ways. mad at me yeah but it, it's it's funny to me how uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that is a funny i, I it legitimately is funny that, that wasn't a setup to a, it's legitimately funny to me how uh all of us college basketball fans the one thing we can agree on no matter what the game is no matter what what level we're watching swack games or we're watching big 10 get anything in between College basketball officiating is the worst. Mm -hmm. It's 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 something that is echoed throughout all of time. We all talk about how bad college basketball officiating is. We have to figure this out. This is a crisis. It's so bad. But then the moment a fan wants to, to talk to you about how their team was screwed in a game by the refs, you're like, get over it, buddy. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Be a, like, it's bad both ways. You, you make, it, you yeah, make yeah, them yeah. sound like they got tinfoil in there. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, maniac, okay, yeah. yeah, the refs were bad. I bet they were. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard that <laughs> one before. <You> know, <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, that, that should be the one day when, when someone's like, yeah, we got yeah. screwed by the refs. You're like, oh, I get it, man. I get it. That's how, it, but it never works that way. That's not even to speak about like going back to like the 50s <laughs> and 40s. Oh, go oh, go oh, all the way back to yeah. like, I mean, you hear stories of like Elgin Baylor playing yes. Kentucky and like he wants to just walk off the floor because he's like, what is what is happening right now? Um, anyway, I, that, is, that is kind of interesting because like it's one thing everybody agrees on until one guy is brave enough to stand mm -hmm. up and be like, I felt like my team was cheated tonight. And then they're all like, you're a sore loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over I, it. I think it's I think it's because like we all go through it. So it's like, dude, listen, I had to take my licks as a fan. Mm -hmm. I had to watch my team get screwed by the refs the other night. So you yep. shut up and sit down yep. and you take, you know, maybe that's what we all saying. ask for it be, to be consistent, right? That's like the, yeah. I think Robbie Hummel asked. He's like, that's what every coach can yeah. ask for is for, you know, the cause to be consistent. But the thing is they're consistently horrible. Mm -hmm. And I think that consistency, they're bad both ways. Exactly. We all understand <laughs> that. We all work yeah. under that consistency. So it's a beautiful uh, thing. So who cares? Ohio state loss, whatever. It's not even March yet. More, more, this is good. This is more <sighs> adversity for us. Mm. I am. I'm actually not mad at 
overall. Michigan State's going to get in the tournament, and that's going to be awesome. So I, we're, we're fans of that. It, it, this helps the Big Ten. This helps the Big Ten. That's all that matters. Tom so. Izzo is Mr. March, has been Mr. March, yep. will forever be Mr. March as long as we are probably talking about college basketball. And we are getting to March. We're getting and closer it makes to sense. March. Yep. You know, you beat Illinois, you beat Ohio State. Uh, Mr. March is here. One team that might not be playing in March <laughs> is the North Carolina Tar Heels because hey, hey, hey. they got their asses hey. What the hell happened? I didn't watch a second of this game, if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, because... Again, I, I to reiterate, uh, I uh, I typically just pull up the top twenty five app on my phone, and that's the games I know going on. So this one didn't come onto my radar. The the a team that's towards the bottom of the Big East versus North Carolina. Mm. Uh, how did how did this game come about? Who who didn't who canceled? Who was Carolina supposed to play? Wake Forest? They were or? supposed to play Boston College, Boston I College. believe. Uh, and then, or Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech the week before. The, I think Virginia Tech was the week before. And then Boston College was this Wednesday. It, regardless. They, you know, scheduled Northeastern, you know, the week before, and they got a lot of backlash. You know, I think Xavier fans were coming after us. Yeah, because they were supposed to play Xavier. Xavier Xavier said that they'd reached out. Xavier called, right? Like, and let's just be quite honest. If if a team calls you and says, we want to play you, that's a red flag. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, "Uh, we want to come to the Dean Dome and play. Yeah, you're like, what's going on? What have you seen on tape? I don't like this. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, Travis Steele probably still has COVID from going to the bar. You're like, why don't you stay over there, Xavier? (laughs) Travis, I saw some videos. Why don't you go? Well, instead, Roy Williams, like we have on the board here, Roy Williams needs to get his 900th win, you know, mm. and he's going to be three away from Bob Knight, passing Bob Knight to be third all time. That's where we're going for. We're going for history. And so we schedule a team that's had a tough year, coached by, you know, someone that Roy knows well in Wojo, a guy that went to Duke, a program that is represented by the same brand as North Carolina, the Jumpman Jordan brand. So this is a game that on paper, you're saying this is just going to be a nice, good Quality win for North Carolina at home against a good program. Not quality in like in the NCAA tournament resume no, 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 no. sense because no, like when Marquette's you look back at the schedule five years from now, you're like, oh, yeah, we yeah, that one time Marquette came. Yeah, 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 that was cool. Or I like they show like like you guys meet in the tournament in four years and it says like all time series. Yes, and, and we're, this one's one of the tallies. Yeah, we're. And, yeah. I think we were four and one going into this game. The only time we lost was 1977 in the national championship game. That's Phil right. Ford. Phil Ford laid an egg. And the last time I've actually watched that entire game all the way through. By the way, Ricky Green was on a. Michigan, I believe. Ugh. Or no, uh, Mark. No, that was Ricky Green's in Michigan. That was a. Uh, uh, I'm getting my stuff confused. Who, who was on Marquette back then? I uh, can't even remember. Doc Rivers head. wasn't there yet, right? No, he no, came. No. He came later. I watched that whole game. I, I watched the Ricky Green title game too when he was. Uh, anyway, my dad cares? can tell you everything that happened in the '77 game. I started at '82. That's yeah. when uh, we had the VHS yeah. that I was watching. But anyways, North Carolina at home. This all sets up for Roy to have this moment, and instead, North Carolina they come out and just lay a flat egg. I mean, mm-hmm. this is. The the flat egg. Whoa, yes, what, yes. What like like it, you thought it would just be a normal egg, right? And then it was even worse than <laughs> that. It was like, what is what is happening here? Uh, this team and Roy Williams said it after the game. I mean, the the fact the ebbs and flows of North Carolina basketball that we've had the past two years. It's like we get on a high. You beat a team by forty five points. Yeah, a team that has won national championships. A team that is a part of what they call the greatest rivalry in college <laughs> basketball. You beat them by forty five points, and you're on this high. And apparently the day before this game against Marquette, they have a horrible practice. This is what I've been told. There was a very lackluster practice that happens. Roy was very upset about this. And they go into this game and you hope maybe, hey, yesterday was yesterday. We're going to get things rolling in this game. A flat egg. <laughs> I'll say it again. These guys, uh, I, my dad, my dad summed it up perfectly uh, because this game, you know, ended up being a 
a microcosm of what's going on with Carolina basketball. And I'm just going to read. Oh, no. Is this a bigger picture issue? Are you taking it Where's there? Where's the panic button? <laughs> I'm pressing it. I'm pressing it Not right on this now. season. No, um, no, no. On Carolina basketball. I'm pressing the button. Oh, no. I'm pressing the button because uh, here's what my I'll just read what my dad yeah, said. Yeah, please. And, and this, this is, my dad is uh, my coach, you know, was coach my Frazier, baseball yep. coach, uh, basketball coach. Uh, you know. He's been on the show. People, people yeah, are familiar. Know, you know. Yeah. Well, my dad, he's all in it. So he said, and I quote, College game change has caught up with Roy's one-time vision of playing fast. Hard to admit it, but he's now the dinosaur, and the Bobby Bowden comparisons are becoming more valid. <laughs> have to be able to play on the perimeter in today's game to have an inside presence. That's inside presence. That's on the offensive side. On D, you cannot collapse and think the perimeter is a low percentage shot anymore. Allows lesser talented teams to compete. As much fun as the UL game was, this one has this one has been nauseating. Not quite as bad as the Clemson game, but close. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't there guys on the roster on North Carolina's roster that won a national championship, or is it too far removed? No, we're now? too far removed. Too far removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is you where won we a are. national title so recently. <laughs> this is 2017, not recently. Too far. We're 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 removed from that time. Um, that's where we are at North Carolina in this game because as Roy Williams, Roy Williams is on my side. Roy Williams would be on my dad's side if he read yeah. that text. Like he would be like, yes, I, I feel what you're saying. And I'm not saying he's, he's going to agree with Bobby Bowden comparisons. That's probably the extreme of this, but Roy Williams and coach Williams, I mean, he wants this North Carolina team to, to get over the hump. Like yeah. he had been asking, like I said, of the last show for these freshmen to, to do something before he passes away is what he has. Them. <laughs> and they have a career day. They put up 71 points against Louisville and all signs are pointing to yes. And then they do this. They lay a flat egg. He said, oh, flat egg. I'll say it again. This man, Roy Williams is calling plays from the sideline. He says, he claims, and his team is running separate plays. <laughs> They're running different plays. Like they, they, there's no communication there. And it brings a larger conversation about what is college basketball and what is Carolina basketball <laughs> in the context of college basketball. I'm not even kidding You're about like this. One game. It's like, we need no, to no, take no, a step no, back no, 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 and look no. at the entire sport this because is, this is where Carolina we are. Like, can't run offense. This team, we have, there are veteran guys on this team, right? There's a senior who was the ACC preseason player yeah. of the year. Right? Yeah, that's that was, what, that's, yeah. That's, I will say one of the, one of the things, you, you, you said this earlier, like before the season even started, you're like, this is preposterous that Garrison Brooks is the ACC player. It's the, the most ridiculous pre-season. thing I've ever yeah. been a part of in the media. It made, it made me question the ACC media. Yeah. So anyways, that is what you're dealing with. These guys get added an extra game. They're going to try to win the 900th game for their coach. This is in 2005. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, there's no way the team comes out and lays an egg. There's just no way. Yeah, because there's too much pride. There's too much on the line for Coach Williams. Right. And that's why Roy Williams is so befuddled by the experience. Because he's like, I can't believe that these kids, these guys who are in this program that I have, mm-hmm. don't have any pride. Like mm-hmm. they like they don't like they came out of this game were like who cares if he wins his 900 game I, yeah yeah I don't care yeah and look it's just it's it's different it's a different world we're in but it's not Carolina basketball and I never well, thought that I would see a moment where it's like you're gonna win your 900th game for your coach and you could care less <laughs> you know and you let a Duke guy you let yeah. a Duke a guy that used to slap the floor come into the Dean Dome <laughs> and embarrass our coach. That's the worst part. And you have no, you have no heart. You you show nothing on mm-hmm. the court. And I don't even know if it's the kids' fault. I don't think that they wanted to play this game. I know scheduling is tough. Roy said hindsight. 
you know, of course. I he, loved his quote where he's like, he's like hindsight, of yeah, course I wouldn't have scheduled yeah, the like, game. If, if I would have known we were going to win, I would have scheduled yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, of that was course. That was of genius. course. That yeah. was good. And look, that's that's why I think Roy is okay. I think he's on the same side as us. But I don't even blame him. I don't point to him. I look at the assistants who are the talent, of, talent evaluators. And I look at some of the players on the team, and they're not Carolina basketball players, and that's mm. and that's that's okay. You're saying they haven't earned their pinstripes. I'm saying so take the D. They haven't earned their argyle. Take the take the argyle away. You, you can't wear. They need to. <sighs> they need to have jerseys without the argyle. Titus, I've I've never seen anything like it. To be honest with you, it reminded me of. Did just, we see this last year? What do you mean you never seen it like it? <laughs> last year, last year did not count. Right, we had no tournament. Last year did not count. Yeah, the worst year last year did not count. Did not. Did did not exist. So the fact that this, I, I think, you know, yeah, you just thought that they would turn the corner at some point. You thought they'd have more pride. And I love the freshmen. I really do believe yep. in the freshmen. I think that they're going to be. It's the, a shame the they're all going to transfer be, or go pro this no, year. No, no, or no, something. no, no, yeah. no, 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 It's a shame they're all going to try to declare. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm hitting the oh, button and the uh, panic button yeah. on the program. Yes, there needs to be a reset no, in Carolina. There just needs to be. Let's all look in the mirror and say, what is a Carolina basketball player? Are you out on this season? No, I'm you're not, still, you're I'm still not gonna, completely out of Because they're going to make the tournament still-ish. They're still in the running, right? They can still beat Duke. They, they got Florida State this weekend. Yes, yeah, Saturday is a good what, test. What does this mean for the ACC as a whole? Because mm. uh, Virginia loses to NC State, who's not good. Georgia Tech is is like not... like We've memed Josh Pastner to death on this show, but Georgia Tech's not a bad team, but they still... They smoke Virginia Tech. Yep. I, was, I was at... I was in Blacksburg, wasn't yep, it? Yep, yep. Race um, Florida State is like the one shining beacon in this conference, and you were feeling good about the way North Carolina was playing. Not you, you, you know. To your credit, it's not like you were as as uh, as confident in your team as Iowa and Ohio State. You weren't out there yes, saying like yes. we're going to the Final Four and all that stuff. No, but uh, you were feeling good. You're like, well, we might be turning a corner here. Um, to have a team like Marquette, who is not good, who mm. very much not good, towards the bottom of of a bad Big East, come into North Carolina they did beat and beat Creighton, though. That's true. I, I, I will say that. That was the only <laughs> thing that I had in my back pocket that gave me like a little bit of silence. They did the be crazy. I'm like, though. they did be crazy. Um, but what does this say about that? Do, do you think we should take it there? Because that's kind of what happens anytime a non-conference game happens and we have a data point to go off of. Um, that that's that's the tendency to, to take that and say like, now hang on a second. The ACC, mm. we knew it wasn't good, but is it this bad? Is the ACC this bad? I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think they're that bad, but I will say it is not. Like, we were talking about the ACC Player of the Year. It's a perfect example of what the problem is with this season. Who is the ACC? I mean, exactly. it's going to be Jay Huff, right? But, like, even Virginia fans I mean, have to, at this point, be like, I mean. If you told, if you went to 2019 February and told a casual ACC basketball fan that Jay Huff would be the 2021 ACC Player of the Year, they would have said, what happened to the ACC? Yeah. And that is what, that's what we're dealing with. Like, what what has it's, happened to the ACC? Because, I mean, Justin Champigny was my pick. Uh, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is has just fallen out. off the face yeah. of the earth. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, so, I don't, he's definitely They're not probably good not enough. in the conversation. Is Georgia Tech, I'm pulling up the, Alvarado is probably Because I thought there. Alvarado or Moses Wright, but I like Alvarado more. He's it's, probably yeah. He's probably going to be in the mix. It's going to be Jay Huff, or yeah. it's going to be someone from Florida State. It's just going to be the entire Florida State team. <laughs> Honestly, I would vote, I would vote for that. <laughs> I would vote for that. Seriously, the entire. Uh, all right, let's talk about. So uh, you said you brought up uh, uh, Jeff Capel at Pittsburgh. Mm. Uh, Pitt had two. They're they're number two. They're number three scorers. Champagne's uh, the the number one scorer, obviously. Uh, you feel is good enough to win ACC Player of the Year, but probably won't because this team's not good enough. Number two, number three scores, both within like 24 hours, 36 hours. 24 hours, I think. Whatever yeah. it was, a very small time frame. Both are transferring from Pitt. 
Uh, the sky is falling in Pittsburgh. The Pitt fans who were so high on Pitt, who were so high on Jeff Capel uh, not too long ago because Pitt goes to the, they go to the script Pitt logo. They're bringing that back instead of the block Pitt, you know, like yep. the, 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 they're going back to the, the traditional like blue and yellowish. I, I don't know what the actual hues are, but like, you know what I mean? They used to have that like metallic yeah, yeah, yeah. gold no, and navy. The, the, the Pitt and brand the is Pitt coming brand back. The Pitt brand was back. Yes. In a big way, Pitt fans were excited about it. And now all of a sudden, in a snap of a finger, it feels like Stallings 2.0. It's not that bad, but mm. um, the sky is falling in Pittsburgh, and that takes me. I don't want to talk about Pittsburgh, obviously. Yes. Uh, yes. What I want to talk about is Jeff Capel. What I want to talk about is Steve Wojciechowski going into the Dean Dome. I want to talk about the Coach K successor power rankings. Wow. You are the Coach K whisperer. Wow. You understand what this mm. man is thinking better than sometimes he even understands. <laughs> and and Could you imagine if Coach K <laughs> heard something? <laughs> His head would explode. I think he would kill me. Literally. <laughs> I think the last time the last time we the last time uh, we checked up on you with yes. your, with your Coach K successor power rankings. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said that Coach K was number one. Yes, for the Coach yes, K. yes. He was number one on his own list. He was going to announce. He was stepping down yeah. for the future. Yes. He was going to call a press conference, say I'm stepping down. Yes. and my successor will be myself, yes. and then like give the suck it sign and say ten more years. It's like the prestige, and he yeah. comes out as another <laughs> yeah, double. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so in light of Wojo, because I feel like if you're a Duke uh, fan, you have to say to yourself, one of the, one of the more attractive things you can have as a, as a per, per, uh, prospective coach at Duke is a guy who knows how to beat North Carolina. Steve Wojciechowski knows how to win the Dean Dome. He just proved it. Oh man. Does that shoot him to the top of the rankings? Mm. Where does it stand? Give it, give it, give the people an idea. Yeah. So where we are in the coach K successor power rankings right now, as it stands, Wojciechowski goes into the Dean Dome. He, uh, he gets a phone call from K. And I think that's that's the first step, right? Communication. I think that line of communication need to be bridged. I think that, you know, Wojo's of the old ilk. You know, he's of the old guard. He's not Nolan Smith. He's not John Shire. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not the guys that are the young gunners that have kind of taken over who he and Chris Collins used to be, you know? So mm -hmm. he looks at Nate James and says, at least I'm not him, right? <laughs> you know, at least I'm not sitting there doing that. But at the end of the day, I won't care. I want K to want me. And uh, I think this game, one, because Duke is trying to get back on the bubble. And Duke knows that the the game where they get officially back in the tournament is when they beat North Carolina, right? Yeah. So that is the game that K is, is preparing for. He is leading but himself. He's brooding right now as he waits. How does this help, though? This weekend's, this weekend's the win, so... Yes. No, well, this right here was uh, just a phone call that he has with Wojo, calls mm -hmm. him, checks in, sees how he is. And then he writes down, it's like, uh, you know, Steve Buscemi when he's in Billy Madison and he has his list, yeah, you know what yep, I mean? This yep. is Coach K. And he's like, right now, he's going to mark out Wojo and he's going to say, could have been him. I, I, this isn't yeah, what K wanted. No, this is this, this is, is not, not what he wanted. This is not what he wanted. Oh, he, so, he, he yeah, just, but he checked in, right? So he's, mm, he's okay. at least on the list. He's at least, you know, top of the mind right now. But Wojo... He's not the guy. That's not good. Okay. He's not the guy. All right. All right. Uh, What's happening at Pittsburgh is interesting. And here's why. In a good way? In a good way. Wait, what? Yes, exactly. So here we are. We have Pittsburgh, and we saw they beat Duke, you know, about a month ago. And yeah. I came on this program with, you know, Justin Champagne balling out. And I said to you, Mark Titus, Pitt looks like Duke basketball. That was the first time. That, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. That Jeff Cable beat. Uh, that was the first instance of like a Coach a K. former Coach K. K other yes, than Mike Bray. Yes, exactly. That was like the first guy other yes. than Mike Bray to beat Coach K. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that happens. And we all say, wow, what's happening at Pittsburgh 
you know, is the magic gone? You know, has the bag officially been removed from yeah. Coach K and Duke? And immediately after that, I mean, I think Pitt is one and nine. <laughs> so everything changes, right? All of a sudden, right? Something clicks in, everything changes. And my big picture conspiracy theory in the Coach K successor power rankings is that Coach K realized, one, yes, Coach K is number one. He is mm-hmm. still the number one successor. He is trying to load manage. But what does you know a number one need? He needs a strong number two. Mm -hmm. Doctor Evil, Doctor Evil taught us that. (laughs) You know, you need a strong number two that's going to be there, and he had that with Capel. He doesn't have that now. Shire's not really a number two. Nolan Smith's not really a number two. Nate's not really a number two. Capel is a number two, but he only will be number two if he knows number one is waiting in the wins. So. What did KC? He saw a brand being built that he would like to see at Duke in maybe, you know, four years, this. three years, something this. like that. And he says, you can do it. I now see that you can do it. You have proved me wrong. I did not think you could do it. You went to Pitt. You proved me wrong. And now I want you to come back because I need recruits. If you look at Duke's commits, they have literally nobody in 2022. They have Paolo Bonchero, who, you know, <laughs> it's, like, I, I, it's like fourth in the country. <laughs> yeah, he's coming in next year, though. So, like, they, they, they are playing a, they're, they are pivoting to the future. Pittsburgh, yeah. if you look at their recruits, the whole point of Capel was to bring in top recruits. They have mm. nobody signed for 2021, mm. they have nobody signed for 2022. Justin Champigny is going to be the only player of note that they really are going to have coming back he's going to go to the nba they're the the cover let me connect these dots if, yes. if i'm hearing you yes. correctly you're saying that the moment that pittsburgh beat duke coach k calls capel and says sabotage that program because they are in the acc mm-hmm. this is this is theoretically pittsburgh is a program that duke might he have said, to compete with in the future he said pivot that's what he told him. And he pay. said, sabotage the program, come back to Durham, be my number two for a few years, and then I'll hand the reins to you. Not even a few years. Come here, you will be my number two for one year. Wow. One year. Wow. That's not going to be the case, but you promise that. <laughs> you say that. You yeah, say that. You get him in you, the door. You come here for one year, and, then and you it's never, your program. And when you announce it, he's the head coach in waiting. And then, that, and that and then is you the coach for 15 more years. <laughs> and, and, then you, and, then, and then you load manage for as long as you can if you're Coach K. But And and look, the, the real reason I say this, and you know, Coach K... We've talked about once he was Bob Knight, then he was Dean Smith, then he yeah. was Coach Calipari. His favorite iteration of himself, I believe, was the Dean Smith version. I yeah. think he liked being yeah. the Dean Smith, I am trying to bring a, a, a light to yeah. college basketball. And I think what he does by bringing Jeff Capel, Jeff Capel's dad is, you know, a, a legendary coach, uh, you know, all around the circles of North Carolina at HBCUs. And I think this is a play, if you're Coach K, what Dean Smith always wanted, for people that don't know this, he wanted Phil Ford to be the head coach in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. His goal was to have Phil Ford be the first black head coach at North Carolina, the first black head coach on Tobacco Road. Mm-hmm. And that was his grand vision. And I think Coach K with Capel can give him mm. that, that dream. He can have that dream realized to have a black head coach at Duke and have him be the face of Duke basketball and take over for Coach K. And I think at the end of the day, if you were to tell Capel that he would get this opportunity, I mean, it, it's it's. I think it would be mind-blowing. If you told me in 2005, I'd be like, the Appalachian State coach is going to be coaching Duke? What? Yeah. That makes no sense. But then you think about the larger context of it all. Nike and the brand that has to be in play for Duke, Capel knows that better than K, Right. We know that. So I think you're, I think you're actually on the side. Not the whole. I don't. I don't know about the sabotaging, but you know, maybe. But 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 
branding wise, what what jersey did Tupac wear? Great point, Jeff. Great Cable. point. Why not Tommy Amaker? Why not Johnny Dog? Are they both out? Would you say Tommy Amaker is also a dark horse? Is it, are they both too old? Is it, has the window come and gone for those two? Do you think? I think that Tommy Amaker is the one that if it's not Capel, if Capel is too high, is too high risk because of the things that we mentioned about the you know potential brand and bag and all those types of things. Yeah. If you want to just have that moment where it's like a crystallizing, like of of course you know, yeah. Tommy Amaker would be the one that like if you told our dads. That that's who Coach K picked. They're like, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. It was always going to be him. I knew that. that, that I knew that, that back. In, yeah, yeah, I knew that when he committed in '84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he was going to be the guy. So, and Tommy Amaker's not coaching this year. He could easily be in Durham. It I'm not be. sure. No one knows. Um, this is all speculation. No one Again, knows. This is huge conspiracy here. <laughs> this is all speculation. Uh, this is all speculation. This is all for fun. This is all speculation. I heard his wife was looking for houses. <laughs> <in Durham. laughs> Tommy Amaker's on the list. Dawkins, I think, is out at this point. Um, I think Dawkins is out too. And I think by I his think choice. I think not so to say too. that I think he's like, wouldn't consider him, but I think he was like, I don't want. I don't want that. He's like, I thought I wanted it, but like, yeah, it's no. too much. That's yeah. too much. Amaker wants. Who it. Who would be the guy uh, if if Duke was to go the route of uh, say with Jawan Howard at Michigan and mm. Penny Hardaway and Patrick Ewing? where you're just like get this big splashy name um it's and those three guys have had various levels of success i think at this point juan howard has pretty clearly yes. been the best but yes. it's still early a lot of things can but and you know at the same time come on so if duke was to say like that seems to be working let's do it mm. let's do what michigan do with juan howard who would be the guy grant hill like uh, just just assuming like everybody wants to coach who yeah. is like that brand name that duke could bring would it be grant hill no cherokee parks i think is, <laughs> i think is the Josh name McRoberts. uh yeah no it definitely would be grant hill i mean bobby hurley grant would probably be, be the yeah. one bobby hurley would be up yeah, there that would be but i don't i don't think hurley is even With like leitner is his number two by the way i will say this uh christian leitner in real life, I had to talk to him. Very cool. <laughs> I had to talk to him. I like how you said that. Very cool. Like I I it made me upset. I yeah. was very shocked by it. I was like, I had no idea Christian Lehner would be this like laid back and chill. Well, in the off season, but, uh, in the was. off season, maybe we'll do a actually kind of cool Duke power rankings. Still hate him. <laughs> yeah. Still hate him. But from, from I will um, say number one hated uh update on my list. Still Lee Melchioni, number one Duke hated player in my life. <laughs> Number two, Pocious, right behind him. <laughs> Lee Melchioni. Lee Melchioni, number one. I mean, one. I remember Lee Melchioni. Oh, I understand. I, it hated makes sense him. why you would hate him, but to hated be number him. one. Hated him. Still oh hate God. him to this day. Oh, my I God. I told Ryan Kelly that one time. What? Uh, what what's the... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? You're talking to a lot of dude guys. Uh, Got to check in. What about the What about the Roy? If, if it's time to hit the panic button, what are you doing with Roy? What's the plan? Hubert Davis? No. That's Sean one of the May? talent evaluators I was talking Sean about May? before. Uh, I mean, like, what, what's the George Carl? What's he up to? Honestly, I this is probably like if if I had to pick someone currently on the staff, I mean, it would be like a Steve Robinson, Bill Guthridge type situation. Yeah. Like, I would just like pass it over to him for two or three years yeah. to let Steve Robinson yeah. have it, and also blackhead coach for North Carolina. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, or Kendall Marshall, like long term. <laughs> I mean. Like like twenty years from now, like twenty. Marshall, I'm saying, yeah, 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 like a five year window though. Yeah, five year window, Marshall. maybe West Miller. Like I think we're at the yeah, point where we time. we call West Miller and we it's just time. we just see what's going on because, yeah. like I said, I know what North Carolina basketball is. I know Roy Williams does. I know people do like these Danny. kids. Do these kids? I think they do. I just think that they. they it just. It's not the same, Titus. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's changed. Not, well, that's why we're opting it's out changed. of the season. We're done. I blame the G League. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna talk to Andy Katz about uh, some real teams. college, basketball. yeah, about real college basketball. We got our we got our pity party out of the way. Let's talk to Andy Katz. Have some fun with him. 
Quick break to get away from our sponsor, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save today. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Back to Titus and Dave. Andy Katz has been joining us uh, all throughout the year. We've had a lot of fun. Um, he comes on the show. He sometimes has some questionable opinions, Tate. Uh, Boise State. But it's all part of the the song and dance. And for the most part, we've enjoyed his time uh, coming on the show because oh, it's been great. Uh, we welcome opposing viewpoints. We we like mm. to hear what other people are thinking, and and we might not necessarily agree with them all the time, but we like to ha- to hear you know what else is being said out there. But at a certain point, Andy, uh, I feel like it becomes irresponsible of us to continue to give you a platform when, mm. uh, cause at a certain point we ha- are now complicit in your madness. And I think we may have reached the point this week because I open up your tier rankings and I see that Gonzaga is number one, which of course Checks out. makes a lot of sense. And Andy Katz, ladies and gentlemen, has put the Michigan Wolverines. Wait, what? Who were smoked at the barn, who went to overtime against the Oakland Grizzlies. Uh, he has placed them above the Baylor Bears in his tier rankings. We have reached. <laughs> He's rolling it's his not eyes quite right March, now. but the madness is here. Andy, defend yourself. Okay. As I've told you guys time and time again, I'm taking a snapshot in time. And last week, Baylor came off a pause and was down 17 to a very, and I'm being generous here, average Iowa State. Uh, came back and won. All good. And I know Baylor was mm-hmm. not 100% in terms of the roster. Compare that with Michigan, down 14 at Wisconsin, on the road, off their pause, beat the Badgers mm. in the second half, um, have not lost since, and I just think they're playing better right now. And so I nudged mm. them ahead of Baylor, but I kept all three of them in that Tier 1 title favorites. Is, is Baylor not undefeated enough for you, Andy? Would you rather have <laughs> Baylor uh, lost – that game against Iowa State by a lot, like Michigan Little did. Little adversity. Yeah, uh, like Michigan did to Minnesota. I mean, is this not disrespectful to Baylor? Do you think, uh, so you're just saying this is a snapshot in time, because I, I agree with you. I mean, Baylor obviously did not play well against Iowa State. They had to claw back into it. But um, are you ready to go so, as far as to say, because we saw a lot of people react to this uh, Michigan blowout of Iowa, and obviously they beat Ohio State. We don't need to talk about that as much. Mm. Um but I've seen a lot of people in the fallout of, of the Iowa game tonight uh, saying that Michigan might be the best team in the country. People are taking it that far, Andy. They're saying, like, if I was to say to you that the Michigan Wolverines are, in fact, the best team in college basketball, that's crazy, right? No, that's crazy. That's still Look, crazy. I, I think Zaga's offense is better. I think Michigan's defense is better. And straight up, wow. if I had to make a pick, uh, I still would lean Gonzaga. But I wouldn't be surprised yeah. at all if Michigan beat. We remember Atlantis last year, Andy. All the Michigan fans do too. Uh, now, if you yeah. told me right now Michigan's going to be the champ on April fifth, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Well, we should we should also say, Andy, you have about seven Big Ten Network logos that we see as you're saying, as we're asking you the difference between Michigan and Gonzaga. He's like, in my unbiased opinion, Big Ten Network, Big Ten Network. Now, but by the way, I still pick Gonzaga. No, I, I, I still think the Zach. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I I actually agree with you. I'm I'm slowly, unfortunately, 
It's slowly happening, Andy. Yeah, it's slowly. I, I, yeah. I want to ask you about tier two because, wait, wait. Uh, Andy, as you saw, North Carolina, they. What's that? I, I just want to say this that there's also another competition going on between Mark Few, okay. Gonzaga, and Juwan Howard, Michigan. And while I would pick Gonzaga to win today as we tape, I actually would pick Juwan Howard, coach of the year at this moment in time. Mm. Same here. Mm. You heard this. I said this a couple weeks ago, Andy. Coach uh, again, Jawan Howard. Again, Mark Few, not quite undefeated enough, Mark. Mm. You haven't... <laughs> should have been a little more undefeated, Mark, and I think that would have got you over the... <laughs> um, speaking of, speaking of uh, conferences, and I, I don't know, a bad segue, but uh, I, I want to talk oh, about Florida State. You're, gonna, yeah, you're cutting him off. He was going to go to Tier 2. Oh, go well, to Tier 2. Go well, ahead. That's what we're going to. Tier 2, basically ACC, which yeah. you were just bringing yeah. up, the conferences. The ACC gets exposed a little bit. Marquette comes to town to Chapel Hill to my, my Tar Heels, Andy. And uh, they, you know, the Tar Heels lay a dud. Now there's questions. Virginia loses at home to NC State. There's some questions about you know how good is the ACC at the top. You have Florida State there in Tier 2 with the contenders there with yeah. Ohio State. How do you feel about Florida State? They're playing at North Carolina on Saturday, Andy. Are you a little concerned about the ACC just being overvalued yeah, we, as are, a whole? Are we just are we just saying Florida State is this good just because like we feel like we have to by default pick the best ACC team and put them up top, or do we actually believe in? Because the State? ACC is bad. Okay, let me get a word in here. I would say <laughs> yes. The ACC is having an epically poor season for their standards, mm. but I do think if you watch, uh, which I know both of you do. That Florida State, I think, has clearly separated themselves. I think a couple of weeks ago, mm. maybe a month ago, I felt like it was Florida State and Virginia. Then obviously Florida State knocked them off 81-60. Then Virginia yep. loses to Duke. Then Virginia loses to NC State. Um, there is a clear, there's a gap, massive gap right now between the two, between Florida State and the rest. Uh, and so Leonard Hamilton has proven it. Multiple lead eights. I feel comfortable having Florida State in that position uh, and Ohio state, despite losing on Thursday night to Michigan state, I still think getting out of the big 10, they yeah. should be right there with Florida state in tier two. Yeah. Mm. Getting, getting, get it. When, when the tournament comes and there aren't big 10 refs to placate Tom Izzo. Yeah. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I think Ohio state's going to be just fine. Uh, let, let, let's uh, let's get down to brass tacks. So like it's, it's nice. We, we've, we've enjoyed like you tearing them and uh, throughout the year and, and putting, um, you know, labels on everything, but ultimately all Tate and I care about, and we get accused of being blue blood homers. We get accused of only talking about a handful of teams and we don't give enough love to little guys, whatever. And that's because ultimately all we care about Andy is who can win the national title. Yes. Who is good enough to cut down the nets in April. That's really all, you know, I, I'm, I don't need like your little side stories of nice, mm. fun little runs, whatever. So let's just get right to it. Uh, how many teams, because for the longest time, it was just Baylor and Gonzaga. Now we're throwing Michigan in the mix. But Ohio State did play Michigan pretty well. Are they, mm. you know, it's, so how do you see it, Andy? If, if I told you uh, how many teams can realistically cut down the nets in April, can, can win six games in this NCAA tournament, where are we drawing the line? Where I, uh, is, it, is it just the Gonzaga-Michigan-Baylor? Is that it? Are there more you throw in there? No, I would say Tier 1 and Tier 2. I feel okay. comfortable saying that those five teams are the five best teams that have the best chance to win mm. the national championship. If you look at tier three, um, I would assume it was uh, broken nose is a major concern. And mm -hmm. before that, Illinois losing uh, is a concern. Iowa, when they lose, they lose badly. That's mm -hmm. a red flag. Uh, you know, 
I'm not sold on West Virginia being able to win six. Alabama got exposed by Arkansas. Mm -hmm. uh, Villanova, kind of to your point of Florida State, uh, the Big East is not as strong as we thought, and Villanova's mm -hmm. not dominating the Big East. So that's a red right. flag. So uh, could there be an outlier, you know, like an Arkansas or something like that? Maybe, but I don't, I don't buy it. I feel very comfortable that the national champ will come from one of those top five teams that I've listed. Mm. That I've listed. And Andy, is there a chance that maybe a team like Texas, who at one point I think you almost had at tier one, mm -hmm. we, we had yeah, like a flirt with it. It was a one A one B type scenario. They sweep Kansas. Uh, they look like not necessarily back in form, I would say, but at least they're back on the rails uh, a little bit. Things do seem to be going, mm -hmm. you know, their way. Do you think there's a chance that Texas could make a real run because they have the talent to do that? And get six wins. Yeah, there's definitely a chance. Um, mm, love but it. I, I mean, because look, there's always a chance. Single el elimination. Um, you know, and obviously we need we it hope, for Shaka. We need it badly. We hope that no teams, you know, uh, have a COVID issue where they've got to be bounced. Mm. Um, you hope that doesn't happen. But I just, I'm not gonna, you know, put my chips in to any other teams outside of that top five that I just listed. I'm just yeah, not you. You're saying like you don't it. see this as like a uh, – I mean, Tate and I get really excited about the idea of a, a Kimball Walker type season, a Shabazz mm -hmm. Napier, UConn type. I mean, and, and UConn kind of – Yeah, UConn kind of has the formula with Book Night if they can find a way to, to get into the tournament. Um, you don't see that as we, – we can throw that out. Like for, for everyone listening to the show that maybe isn't following college basketball super closely, is it fair to say, Andy, that you're, you're saying this is not going to be a tournament in which – a team like a UConn, for example, where you have like one guy like James Booknight who might go nuts, or Zagorowski, you know, at yeah, Creighton. Ziger, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 this is this is no, not that no. season, yeah, yeah. But I will say this: I'm not feeling it. But I would also say for those that love the Loyolas of the world, and we'll get those kind of upsets. We always <laughs> do. Mm -hmm. But I, I I really believe this, and I think you guys would agree with me on this. If we get a Final Four of four of those five I listed, oh my god, I think that's a great Final Four. No one's yeah. going to complain, and we'll get high-level competition. Yeah, I've made this point before. Like, we love Cinderella stories until you look up and VCU's right. playing Butler in a Final Four game. Yes. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, we go like, back. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, back. Redo. <laughs> redo. Get the good tapes. What <laughs> happened? Uh, anything else, Tate? No, I think that's it for me. Uh, thanks a lot, Andy. This has been great. And, uh, yeah, th this is... You know, we're in tier season right now. This is, uh, I feel it. We got March Madness Happy on the March, horizon. Andy. Yeah. Happy March. This is the last time we'll talk to you in February. We look mm. forward to seeing you on the other side. The tournament is happening. God bless you for coming on throughout the uh, throughout the season. We love it. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> well, here's what's crazy. Before you kick me out of here, uh, what's crazy is that three weeks from when we're taping this on a Thursday, we will have, if, I'm, if my math is correct, we will have the first four, yes, Three Let's weeks go. from this Thursday, the first four games, NCAA tournament happening. Let's go. Oh. It's been a long wait. My heart is racing. Oh, my God. Uh, Andy, you're the best. Thanks, man. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, guys. We'll get the Pac-12 update in a second. Um, I actually don't have a ton anyway. But uh, we, we, mm. we, was it last week we did the big Pac-12 update? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so. So, so yeah. whatever. Um, Maybe we'll just keep doing that, too. We're just like, last week was last a huge week. Yeah, go listen. <laughs> you want to know what's going on with the Pac-12? Listen to what I said a month and a half ago. That's That'll that'll tell you all you need to know. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. First, uh, I want to talk about this uh, new development. Um, the NCAA uh, uh, said today what the, they came out with a COVID policy basically, yes. And, yes. and 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 how it's going to be applied to the NCAA tournament, and that um, th this was this has been a question like what happens if a team tests positive? What happens if a team can't play? What what what, what are you going to do? Uh, as it turns out, 
the, the answer is preposterous. As yes. it turns out, uh, they once the once the bracket is set on Selection Sunday, it's finalized. It's done, right? Or, or did they have like a forty-eight hour grace period? But it, no, once it's set, it's set. And then you you take like a some sort of grace period where if teams have trouble getting into the controlled environment, not a bubble. Yes, controlled environment. Um, long story short, if a team can't play because of COVID, they have four teams on standby that are just going to plug into the exact same seed place in the bracket everything that the that the team they're replacing was in. I'm going to say that again. If, if for example, if the Gonzaga Bulldogs cannot participate in the, the, NCAA the tournament, number one overall seed, the team that yeah. is undefeated, the team that just had four four of their players were named to to finalists for position awards. It's the first time we've ever seen this in college basketball. You could argue, depending on what we see transpire over the Gonzaga next month, Gonzaga has and a half, all the first, first team All Americans. You could you could argue that you could yeah. argue that Gonzaga is one of the greatest teams of all time. If if you know, there's a lot of lot of lot of football left to be played, as they yep. say. Um, <laughs> but if Gonzaga runs the table, goes undefeated, they have four team, four players that are final. Like you could make that argument. But if they cannot play in the NCAA tournament, Tate. A team like say a Duke, yeah. A team like say a Saint Bonaventure, yeah, who's on standby, just gets plugged in, takes over Gonzaga's one seed, and away we go. That's 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 what's going to happen. If all <laughs> that's I what the NCAA said today, all <laughs> I see in my head is like you said, Gonzaga. God forbid, like you know, they have a Siberia moment, as Mark Few called it. You know, Siberia is not going well. You know, they are out of the tournament, the number one overall seed. We're one all rea- walk on goes to Steak and Shake in downtown Indianapolis and after there, hours, and there's one man sitting alone <laughs> in a room in Atlanta, Georgia, with a visor on, who gets a call. <laughs> It says you are now the number one overall yeah. seed in the tournament, Josh yeah. Pastner. Welcome to Indianapolis. I mean, that would be to me the greatest scenario ever, where Josh Pastner <laughs> is the Pastner number one overall so seed the for the rest one. of his life, wearing the face shield. Because then he has to wear the face shield forever. Like we joked about the yeah, Rip Hamilton yeah. thing, he has yeah. to do that at that point. The illusion of like this season mattering has been completely thrown out the window now. Like th- this is we we kind of knew this coming into the season that they have to play the tournament. That's what we yeah. keep hearing. Is like they have to. The, the, even the coaches that wanted to go on pause, like. Uh, Rick Pitino was a proponent before the season started. Like, let's let's pause the season, start it later, and so that way we can get the tournament in May. And then Coach K comes along when when Illinois hands him his ass, and he says, uh, "Let's take a break, but come back and make sure we do the tournament." And yeah. he, and every single coach that was even that was a, that was uh, maybe not against playing, but like saying, "Now let's take a second and, and talk about this." Every single one of them still said, "But we have to play the tournament." Yes. That was like the one thing yes. everybody agreed on. Yes, we have to get a tournament in, and to be for to, to reach this point now where it is so brazen and so obvious. That literally everything that has happened in the regular season obviously does not matter in the sense that like that that could be a situation that that Baylor I mean th- that's the most extreme situation yes you have two undefeated teams <laughs> you could theoretically have two undefeated teams uh, Baylor's had COVID like thirty six times this season they yeah. had to go on pause I know I know that's within the realm of possibility that Josh Pastor could take over for Baylor and the whole attitude is like we're not trying to necessarily crown the best team. Literally, like, all we're doing, like, we're trying yes. to satisfy contracts. Yes. We're trying to make sure yes. games are played on time, yes. that they can point a television camera at it. Yeah. And we're trying to cash some checks. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. We don't care who's like, do you want to do you want to make the, the Horizon League tournament be the NCAA tournament? Be our guest. We don't care. We just want the games to be played. It's That's all we care like, about. Uh, like they should, you guys figure it they out. They should change like one shining moment to just money, 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 money. <laughs> like when they come into the intro. Yeah. Money. 
Like that should be it because that's pretty Jail much rat. what they just said to the world, honestly. And and I think that's why it's so good. It's the, so good. And, and it's funny because it's so ironic when you think about the whole infrastructure of what you know college basketball is, which is you know amateur athletics. You know, it's not about money. It's about crowning the 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 best team. We have to find the pure best team yeah, with yeah. with pure competition. Everyone has a chance. Like yes. the, the, this, yes. the biggest tournament in sports that we know. I mean, I don't know. I don't follow all the sports, but it seems it's the biggest one to yeah. my knowledge. Like yeah. a lot, every a lot of people have a chance. You have a chance. Everybody has a chance. Everybody win your has conference a chance. tournament. Win the you know which w- win the NCAA tournament. There you go. You're champions. Everyone it, has a chance. It does pivot and make you think though. If you are a gambler and if you are someone that bets on college basketball, which I mean, you know, there are people in the world that make a lot of money betting college basketball games. I think mm. Kendrick Perkins made some joke about how he makes so much money betting college basketball because look, a lot of times you can see there's a clearly better team. Mm. I'm just going to bet the money line. I expect them to win. You can make money. But with this NCAA tournament and the 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 wild futures and the wild odds that we have for some of these teams, the fact that we have the variability of a team that isn't even in the tournament being able to potentially be able to like, like think about the odds of the, like think about Vegas trying to figure this out. Like yeah. there, there's a chance that a team like date, let's just say, for example, let's say Dayton somehow is a team that gets pushed in. Like, I don't even know yep. if they're technically even on the bubble right now. They probably they're aren't. Not. They're, they're not. probably too far off now. But let's just say that happens. They push we them in. We always have last year, Dayton. Yeah, I love probably. you, Dayton. Yep. I just wanted to say Dayton. I want to yep. talk about Dayton. Yep. I feel like we haven't yep. talked about Crutcher at all this year. So anyways, we throw them in, and then Dayton goes and wins a championship somehow. They win miraculously six games. The odds on that are like five hundred million to one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If worst case scenarios happen, it could be a joke. But let's hope, knock on wood. Yeah, we're very superstitious here. We'll, we'll do all the things it, that that doesn't happen. You know, uh, we we've spent God so much oxygen talking about like what ifs in a COVID yes. era. That, yes. uh, and a lot of more often than not, nothing really happens, and it ends up being a non-factor. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood for sure. Yes. But uh, this is j- just to see it like written out like this, and 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 it, it looks it, ridiculous. It, it's, 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 it's it, ridiculous. It, it, it's like you're like it. it do, feels... you be- do you believe that would actually happen? I mean, like if we go to the extreme, the Gonzaga Gonzaga contracts COVID in the WCC tournament or whatever. And Mark Mark Fuse, uh, the press conference he did when we talked about the last show, where he's like, "I swear to God, if any of you assholes give me COVID, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out." Talking to all the other coaches of the WCC. Yeah. Um, if that happens, the worst happens. Do you really think the NCAA tournament is just going to go on without Gonzaga? I feel like maybe yeah, and to say that I, out loud I is insane. Say, I would say definitely yes. That's insane. You you can't ha- you can't do that. I know you can't do that. I know. That's why the fact that the fact that there were people that got in a room, there will be riots. And there, there, wrote there, this out <laughs> and said, "Yep, that's it." Yeah, I mean, I get for I get for practical, but it feels practical to me, reasons. It 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 it's the only way that I, they can make it work. But I, at the I same have time, to it's think crazy. just just for my own sanity, I have to think this is going to be an, an Ohio State football Big Ten situation where you put it down on paper and then you watch it like play out and, and you're, you're like, like we can't do this you're like oh when we wrote the rule we kind of thought like it would be a 15 seed that couldn't play and we'd plug in another team but even that's like unfair like if, if imagine that you're a two seed you've had yeah. an unbelievable season mm-hmm. you're you're villanova you i mean they're you know alabama is a great example alabama is probably going to be a two seed this is the best season of alabama basketball we've seen in a very long time the fans are excited i know they just lost to arkansas but you know if you're an alabama fan you're feeling good about this season your first round, you see the draw. You have a 15 seed, mm-hmm. some tiny ass school that you're going to crush. Oh no, they test positive for COVID. We're Montana's in. not coming anymore. But Mo- Montana's yeah. not coming yeah. anymore. You got to play Georgia Tech. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got to play UConn. UConn misses out, and now wow. congratulations, you're playing UConn. UConn, you get to be the 15 seed. Now you get Alabama in the first round. That's insanity. 
That's insanity. And I mean, I guess like for content purposes, it's amazing. So whatever. But as a guy who's alma mater might get a one seed. No, no, <laughs> I don't like it. it. It is the most, it'll be the most open tournament ever going into yeah. it as far as odds and the conversation around it. Because like you said, there's going to be the conference tournaments, which is going to be its uh, a so whole other did, thing. Did they say what's going to happen if like, so that's before the tournament starts. What happens if a team contracts COVID, there's an outbreak going into the lead eight or something? They, they, they're just loose. Yeah, they, yeah, it's a loss. It's literally just a forfeit? I mean, that's what it seems. Uh, that seems to be the implication. I don't think it was specifically written that way. <laughs> what the hell? It's this crazy. Dumbest, it's so is, stupid. It really is. This is the dumbest season of all time. Oh, What do we call it? Because like, uh, the NBA joke is, is a Mickey Mouse ring. You know, That's yeah. like what all the trolls say. It depends I, on who wins it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You're right. That's a good well, idea. If Ohio State wins it. If Georgia legit. Tech wins it, I'm calling it something yeah. terrible. If Gonzaga or Baylor wins it, it's legitimate. If, yeah. If, yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh all right, enough about that. I, I, th- th- it's insanity. I, I, I don't know what I'm cheering for. Like, you're not cheering for people to get COVID, obviously. No, no, no. But the chaos that would happen if that happens is... I think the chaos per- is already there. Like, the chaos is It's already there. Is Just putting already, it on paper yeah. makes it chaotic. Playing it in one location is already chaotic. Having 25% fans. It is wild, dude, how... God, this is the dumbest season ever. We're all doing our best to like convince ourselves that this is somewhat normal. And I mean, the best part about it is that you, you and I are going to be there for the final four. So yeah. you and I, <laughs> you, we're, we're like, man, it's going to be crazy there. Dude, maybe they'll call yeah. us up. Maybe you and mm. I should be ready. Just stretch on the sidelines and they'll throw us in and say, Dude, we don't have a team to play. I'll tell we you this. You if North Carolina put me in the game, I'm diving on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm making plays. Like, you, you thought Brian Zubek was out there throwing elbows? Like, I got you. <laughs> no doubt about uh, that. The same can't be. I'm, I'm not doing that if I'm playing for Ohio State. I'm just making it rain. I'm, that's all I'm doing. That's what I do. I'm Look, the rainmaker. I, I would take shots, but also, like, I'm feeding the big men because I know yeah. it's Carolina basketball. I know what we do. You'd be, you know you'd be I mean? Jackie Moon in it where you're, uh, you're pump I mean, fake and post feed and you're like, throw it back out. And then you catch it and pump fake. I would literally have Caleb Love next to me and be like, well, this is how you throw an entry pass. Like, right here. <laughs> Oh, damn it. All right, Pac-12 update time. Uh, <laughs> yes. I already set my big bullet point with Chadwick and Zaga, four finalists for national position awards. If you don't know what that means, basically, they give out all these awards. Uh, by, the Jerry West Award. Yeah, one of them's problematic, the Power Forward. We the Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the hell? I mean, yeah. should we probably rename that one? I mean, for God's sakes. Please. Uh, but they, they have these awards for the best position. That should be the Tyler Hansborough Award. Kind of, yeah. yeah I mean, not, Carl Malone. Did, yeah. he even, did he even have a good college career? I don't remember it. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what a loser. That feels very like revisionist, like Steph Curry. Like people are like yeah, great yeah. college yeah, players. I remember Steph Curry. his career. It's like you, you watch a few games. One game yeah. of Steph Curry. <laughs> Dumb son of a bitch. Uh, so they they've named a top five for these awards for each position. Yeah. And uh, Gonzaga had four guys in the top five of each position. If that makes sense. I know that sounds like a Big Ten stat of the day type thing. It's not. That's actually insane. It's mm-hmm. never happened before. Basically, what we're saying is Jalen Suggs is one of the five best point guards. Uh, Joliai is one of the best five best shooting guards. Uh, Corey Jerry Kispers, West Award. one of the best five best small forwards. Drew Timmy. Julius Serving Award. Drew, Drew Timmy's one of the five best small for, or uh, power forwards. That's what we're saying. Mm. That's insane. So shout out to Gonzaga. They're pretty good, just as a reminder. I know Andy Katz is saying Michigan's hot, but no. No, Andy. No, they're not the best team in the country. <laughs> the Gonzaga Bulldogs still are. Although, Santa Clara gave them Could a you game imagine game. being undefeated and having people say, I'm not sure they're the best? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like, listen, Michigan's played really well. Yes, Michigan, yes, Michigan, yes, we et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, if I was a Gonzaga fan, I haven't really been closely following Michigan. And Michigan wins like two games, and now people are saying they're the best. I'd be like, are you shitting me? And if you're are Gonzaga, you, like you lost to we're Michigan. We're pasting everybody. You know, in the battle for Atlantis, you yeah. have this like bad taste in your mouth about that team anyway. Yeah. So it's like. And as we know, they're, yeah. they're, both the, they're both the exact same teams as they were a year ago. Yeah, of and course. That's how it works. Exact same. Um, Anyway, shout out Gonzaga. Uh, Idaho is zero and nineteen now. Um, they, they. I just want to give an update on that. The uh, the Zach Claus win a game challenge is not going well. Zero um, and nineteen. They got four regular season games left. Two versus Montana State, uh, who is nine and seven right now. So maybe the maybe they can steal one there. I don't know. Mm. And then two at Montana, who's nine and twelve. So. There's some opportunities. So Montana on the board. is not going to be in the tournament this year. Not okay. going to make the tournament. Well, right. They could go on a run. Everyone could. The Big Sky could all get COVID. Montana sneaks in. I guess. I don't know. Mm. Who the hell knows anymore. Mm. Um, so there's that. Idaho's Idaho's still winless. Uh, as an aside, Minnesota's still winless away from home. I want to bring that up. Northwestern beat Minnesota in the barn tonight. What is uh, happening to the barn, by the way? The magic is gone. So Oregon beat Stanford tonight. Uh, Stanford. Where what's their bubble situation? They get they got uh the the did you see that Stanford's games played in Santa Cruz are not considered home games by the committee? They're yeah. considering those neutral site games. Yes, and then McCrone was not happy about this. Yeah, McCronin basically said if you thought that those Santa Cruz Warriors games where it said Santa Cruz Warriors everywhere, yeah, was not a Stanford home <laughs> okay. game, then you it's don't like, know Pac-12 basketball. He said they're pumping in crowd yep. noise. They are they are doing their darndest to distract us. I'm yep. pretty sure there were some international scouts sitting up there mm-hmm. making and coughing at some point. <laughs> um, Mick Cronin was very upset was about so these neutral like, that games. That was definitely a home game for yeah, some. Yeah, I mean. The exact same. It is funny to think about the things that tick Mick Cronin off. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what, what makes what's, Mick what's, tick? What, what makes Mick tick? That's, that's a great a segment. segment. That's yeah. a great segment. We spin the wheel. Neutral just, games. We put up like a big graphic on the board. It just spins the wheel. How do you feel about neutral games? He's like, ain't no such thing. JP McCure is always one of the one of the options. We should do that with it. We should like when we interview him. We should spin the wheel. Whatever stops. Yeah, we talk about it. He has to talk about how mad he gets about it. Yeah, I love it. Great idea. Uh, so Oregon beat Stanford, gets back on the, the winning track. And the reason I wanted to bring uh, this up is because Oregon on Monday, right before we recorded uh, Tuesday's show, yep. we saw USC just boat race Oregon. They, mm. the, Taj Edi was hitting everything out of the gate. Um, and USC, because uh, at the time, those were the two, those are considered the two best teams in the Pac-12. I love that this is where we've arrived with the Pac-12, is that yes. uh, these are the two best teams. Like No matter yes. what game you're playing, tonight USC played Colorado, those are the two best teams yes. playing each other. When yes. UCLA plays Oregon, two best teams. <laughs> UCLA, Arizona, these are the two best teams in and the And there's Pac-12. really like four teams, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean, in reality, but it sounds like a lot more if you just so, keep doing that. So Monday, USC, <laughs> Oregon played. These were the two best teams in the Pac-12. USC beat the snot out of Oregon. Mm. And... Uh, that set the stage for some voicemails. I, I I'm told that we have we got some voicemails right after that from Oregon fans. So should we play some of those? Yes, let's of play course. some of those. Yeah, Pac-12 update. If you're hearing this, it's too late. That is great. I, it is too late. If there is any possible hope that the pandemic can cause another cancellation, I really hope you pursue it. <laughs> Dana Altman's offense. Mm. Wow. Um, there is no passing. And there's complete isolations. I just don't know if I've ever seen a team forget how to play basketball more than the Ducks did today. They just couldn't pass the ball. They were throwing it out of bounds the I entire time. Nice. They decided that they should just throw the ball to the basket whenever they got close. And the 
that was that was about the game plan. I think it's time to reassess if we should really be playing games. <laughs> yeah, are we sure? Right, are we sure? Right, right with us. Ooh, opt so. out. Opt Go out. Ahead. Join us. Um, okay, Skodex. Thanks. Bye. Love you. So good. That's great. Uh, so Oregon beat Stanford today. I just mm. want to bring that up. So I, I, we, we got to get the guy back on the phone and, and see how he feels about. Um, but that that was funny to me because the guy's like, we're a mess. And then Chris Duarte went off tonight, had a great second half, beat Stanford. John Rossi's calling him an All-American. John, John, John Rossi's like, Duarte, All-American. Boom, count it. Um, Colorado spanked U, USC tonight, uh, swept USC, um, which means the UCLA Bruins are now back in sole possession of first place of the Pac-12 standings. Tate. So there's that. There's your Pac-12. That's basically all I Mix down. not was, ticked. Mix, mix actually feeling pretty good right yeah. now. So... Uh, that's where we stand. What else we got to talk about? Shout out Muspus. I feel like we shortchanged him. Uh, uh, Arkansas, rolling, eight in a row. Yeah. It does seem the like... freshman. It does seem like, yeah, Moses Moody is the guy that everyone needs to kind of lock in. I saw, you know, you can see in the college basketball sphere, right? There's like these certain players that the NBA people will slowly... Like, you know, you'll see like the slams of the world and the bleacher reports of the world. They start picking up on certain kids. Moses is the guy yeah. for Arkansas. I start seeing, like, I think Slam put up a thing today. It was like, lotto talent, you know? And it was like, oh, okay. So now these guys are getting the hype. He played uh, on a great high school team, Moses Moody did. Um, I really like this Arkansas team. I like how much fun they have. It, they, does, they, it, it does feel very Nevada like, when, you know, Musk was really on a run and was getting those guys fired up. I'm not sure this team as, is as great as, you know, they have been playing the last few weeks, but... Does it matter? I, I, I that's, like them. That's, yeah. the, that's the experience of the must bust. It doesn't matter. No, we're all having a good time. Fun. It's fun vibes. Um, Jay Sean Tate's brother got ejected in the game, which is great. Look at him. Look at her. The great uniforms, by the way. Just yeah. the hog. I mean, right when there. you think about the, I mean, Arkansas is a program too that has a great history. Um, and the fact that Muss has yeah. been able to tap into that and yeah. been able, I mean, he's done all the memes, you know, we call him muscle meme. So yeah. like he's been able to build a brand there. I, you know, when I was talking about Capo, like this is what you do. You go to a place that has a tradition, has a history. You tap into that. You bring some of the best players that have played at that program and then you go for it. And that's the, what doing. the fear I had was that he was leaning too far into the memes and he was going to forget to win games Yes, uh, because Arkansas, we had him on the show. We talked to him about it. Your schedule is garbage. He did. I think he did that by design. Obviously. I mean, he, you get to pick your schedule in college basketball, uh, non-conference. So, uh, it was by design, but it was also like, you're winning a lot of games, but how good are you? Do we really know? Um, and, and even through the sec season, it was a little strange up and down. Like we just, like we said, last sec game, they lost, they lost by 31 to Alabama. And, yep. and it, and it's hard to get that out of your mind when you're thinking about Arkansas. Like even as they're going on these, you know, they beat Kentucky. They won in Rupp Arena, right? They won. Mm-hmm. That was the one point game they won. Um, they beat Kentucky and and you're, you're they beat Missouri, I believe. Uh, they, they've they've been hot lately, but you're still your mind just goes back to Alabama killed them. Like the one good the one team I trust in the SEC, mm-hmm. Alabama, they smoked them. They smoked Arkansas. So I mean, ah, I just can't get that out of my mind. And then here we go. They beat Alabama like this, and now all of a sudden I'm a believer. Yeah, and Musselman is a really good coach too. Like I, I really like second half Muss. I like the adjustments that he makes. I I I I like what they have going. I'm not going to say Arkansas. This is the year they're going to make their run, but you know, don't don't sleep. But on they, they a, got a good thing. I mean, Jalen Jalen Williams off the bench. They they go on a 17-2 run. Jalen Williams fueled the run. He's a freshman too. I, th- I think there's there's reason to be optimistic if you're an Arkansas yes. fan. Yes. I think you're feeling good about the direction of everything. And if you're well, Coach Cow, you're worried about the must bus. You're looking so. over there. You're like, what's going on over here? <laughs> And Musselman's taking a shirt yeah, off. Yeah, he's a, swinging like a helicopter. We're like, wrong state, I love that, uh, Musselman, 
he, he's like he's not the only coach because like I feel like Mark Pope probably fits this bill yeah. too. But there there are a lot of them. But uh, Muss is one of those guys that a lot of coaches when they come in the locker room and the and the players start dousing him in water and jumping on him and stuff. They don't always love it. They love that they won, and they love that they're excited, but they're like, I wish we could kind of do this another. Yeah. Muscleman, like, comes in prepared, and he's and, and he's like handing his players water. He's you know, like, he, he like, like, go ahead, pour the summit. He choreographed the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. You know, he's like, you need to do this. You need yeah, to do yeah. this. He's like, he's like coaching them up. <laughs> they practice it the night no. before. They, oh, right, so I walk they, in here and when I hit when I turn this corner I'm telling you it's very LeBron start. like LeBron practices all of his daps with all of his teammates you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean and I've always found it I was like one of my favorite things about him I'm like that's how he practices <laughs> with his teammates he's like starts with dabs and he, he brings it up to like the pick and roll you know and Muss is the same way you know he's like Justin I gotta choreograph Smith this is, whole thing Justin Smith is running sprints because he accidentally poured water too soon he's like yeah. damn it Justin I said wait till the shirt comes off then you come in Moses you go first yeah come on guys <laughs> come on guys lock it in Love the oh, must bus. So good. Uh, what what else do we have to hit? I mean, Michigan. We kind of. I mean, I don't know. Michigan. Michigan beat Iowa. Michigan's very good. I think Michigan fans want to hear me say that. Michigan, you're good. Okay. Michigan. Leave me alone. Yes. You're good. I said you're good. You're good. You belong. Uh, you belong at the top. Of the, you belong in tier one. You're very good. Your team's playing well. Um, there's 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 literally nothing that could go wrong. If I was a Michigan fan, I would be booking my tickets to Indianapolis. I know limited attendance. I know we live in a pandemic. I would still be, be yep. doing everything I can because there's there's no way on God's green earth Michigan is not making mm. the Final Four. There's no mm. way. In fact, well, from what we've seen from Baylor, we saw we guess we saw Gonzaga tonight against Santa Clara. They were favored by thirty and a half points. Uh, they were struggling. Hey? They were losing for most of the first half. Michigan's going to win the national title, and I think the, the sooner the rest of the country comes to grips with that, the better off we're all going to be. So uh, there you go, Michigan fans. I said it. Your team is great. Now leave me alone. Michigan has three McDonald's All-Americans in the 2021 class. Yep. That's one thing we should shout out. Uh, you know, 14 schools. Will any of them drive the athletic director's car? And, and then not explain why they're driving. Do you think in the future, do you think that'll happen or not? I do think that we should try to get Jeff Jackson Simpson on this show <laughs> to finally tell the real story. I think that that is the Jeff uh, Jackson Simpson mystery. What shout outs do we have? Uh, I have to shout out Texas. I just want to shout out Shaka Smart. Um, yep. We were down on him. We said they were done. Uh, yeah, I wrote him off. I said it was, you know, after the fight, it looked bad, but they sweep Texas uh, or sweep Kansas. And, uh, you know, the, basically the only second time, second team to do that you know in the bill self era since he's been in kansas so that was something for them i do feel like shaka and this team they're not going to be who we thought they were you know obviously but i do like that they you know they they got something with this win they got something yeah. back and uh well i think that's where i i, I don't think it, it it uh makes me a believer in them like i would like i think that's what, what we, we should we should say like when we were saying we're kind of out on texas it's not like they're not we, gonna we, be, i thought they were the idea final four team. yeah we're yes. out on the idea of them competing for a national championship and yes. i still am to be fair. Yeah, of course. I still am. I could see like, Texas going to the Sweet 16 and, you yeah. know, having a, like a little run and we're all like, yeah, man, th that team was really something, but they don't have the same juice as before. So yeah. I don't want to give them a shout out though because yeah. Shaka Smart. I think nice they'll be win. okay. I think, yeah, they can salvage something and hang a banner. It's good for the program, right? Yeah. For, like when you yeah. look back, they're like, we swept Kansas. That's uh, good. I want to shout out Severe Wheeler of Georgia, the first triple double in Georgia history, 116 years of Georgia basketball. Mm. Um, Tom Crean, uh, I, I shout out to him as well because Tom Crean, bagman of the week maybe, uh, tried to turn this into a quadruple double. The video that Georgia basketball put out, Tom Crean throws Wheeler the ball, says we're going to paint it up, which is, is a very awkward interaction as most of them are with Tom Crean. Um, <laughs> it was very strange because I thought he'd be like, hey, everybody, he got a triple-double round of applause. Yeah. Instead, he's yep. just like, he's like, all right, first triple-double. Take your ball. We'll paint it up. All right, all right. So anyway... 
and then he like kind of like it was a weird video. But anyway, uh, <laughs> as an aside, uh, Tom Crean pointed out he, he salvaged it by saying you actually had ten deflections on the day, so it should be a quadruple double because you had 10, 10 points, ten rebounds, ten assists, and ten deflections. Quadruple double. I will say this: deflections will be a stat um, very soon in the world of analytics. I uh, I do feel like if you can make any stat a stat, is it deflections? I think I'm I think I'm voting pump fakes. I think, I, think be the hockey, I think it would be the hockey assist. Hockey I, assist? I like the, I, uh, but I don't even know how you quantify it, honestly, or even like put it. You know, hockey assist. I don't even know how you say that. Just nice pass. P to P, pass to pass, pass to point. You, pass the no, you point. know what you P2P. do? You show a highlight of the pass to the high schoolers, mm. uh, and you have them vote on it whether it was whether it was flame emoji, mm. or <laughs> clown, or clown, clown emoji. emoji. That's what it is. <laughs> and if it's flames, then you get the hockey assist. Like, that was, that was, <laughs> it's, it's hold this L. <laughs> so the kids are saying. Uh, I want to shout out who else? Uh, the, the, the Mike Conley, you're an all star in my heart. You yep. you are definitely you belong on the all star team. And um, I yeah, I want to shout that out. Uh, finally, the, I guess the last shout out is uh, the dogs. I said it last show. The Brownsburg Bulldogs, girls. I guess they're girls. They're still. Girls. I thought you just been like Moses and like, yeah, just the do- like just all the dogs. All the dogs out in the world. All the dogs out in the world. Love uh, dogs. The the Brownsburg Bulldogs girls basketball team playing for a state championship Saturday night. 8 Let's PM. go, Lady, do- lady Bulldogs. Uh, the Let's Lady do it. Bulldogs. Uh, we we beat the number one team in the state already on this run. The North Central, I believe, North Central is number one. It's Eric Gordon's high school. Mm, take that, Eric. Take that. Hold that. Out. <laughs> yeah, not an all star clown. <laughs> Uh, we are now playing the number two team in the state, Crown Point. Um, our team at one point, Tate, you'll love this. Mm. We were eight and ten. I looked this up. We've won nine straight. We are now we're we're on a miracle run. We were eight mm. and ten at one point in the season. We're now playing for a state championship, the four A state championship, biggest division in the state of Indiana. I got my Brownsburg. This is the one uh, Brownsburg thing I had. So if you're watching us on YouTube, by the way. YouTube.com slash Titus and Tate. All Great the shows are on. Good to see you. Thanks, thanks for watching. Uh, this is the one Brownsburg thing I still had is this old sweatshirt. I think it's it might a good have been sweatshirt. my dad's. Yeah. Russell Athletic. Oh. So shout out to Man, the Lady Georgia Dogs. Georgia Tech, Russell Athletic. There you go. Shout out to the Lady Dogs. Uh, get it done. Let's go Lady Dogs. I believe. My teams are hot right now, so I can't. <laughs> I don't know what could go wrong. <laughs> I feel good. You, you have any other shout outs? No, I think we did it. I think uh, the only thing I wanted to shout out was March is right around the corner. Literally, the next time you hear us, it will be March. March Madness is here. As much as we joked and talked about how ridiculous the tournament will be, as this soon is as the March final hits, show in February. Yeah. That's it. We're here. This is March. So, uh, all right, with that, uh, goodbye. Have fun this week. Oh, we got to make picks. Oh, yeah. We got to make right. picks. Uh, uh, we're picking Michigan at Indiana because that's mm. going to be on Fox on Saturday. Michigan. Michigan. We're yep. both picking Michigan. Um, we decided we were going to pick Illinois-Wisconsin because this is suddenly an interesting game with Io having his face broken in half. Yeah, I'm going to take Illinois in this game, even though I don't feel I, great about it. Yeah, I think Wisconsin has to win. I, was, I, Wisconsin needs this win, so let's yeah, give it. Let's, I don't, let's split I, it. Both of them don't make sense because Io's not going to play, right? I don't think so. <sighs> Curbelo looked nice tonight, though. Um, I, I'm taking Wisconsin just to make it interesting. All right, let's do I, that. Just to make That's it interesting. Good. I'll That's take good. Wisconsin. That's good. Uh, and then we're doing uh, Baylor-Kansas. We're also picking that one. <laughs> Baylor at Kansas. Oh, I'm going to take Kansas. I think I am too. All right. I think I'm taking You want to get crazy? Yeah, upset city. Yeah. Baylor has to lose. Baylor has to lose at some point. They they didn't play well against Iowa State. It's at Allen Fieldhouse. And there's like a, there's a little bit inside of me where I can see the Kansas players and Bill Self himself looking around saying, it's Baylor. Like, let's get this win. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it just says, it just like, it, 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 Bill Self's scouting report or his pregame pep talk. He puts Baylor. 
Yeah, he puts like undefeated on there <laughs> and then he erases it and they just put it's Baylor. <laughs> And they all have five. So I don't care what the record is. It's just Baylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got this. it. We got it. All right. Well, there we go. Those are our picks. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. 